0: How do I build trust with my colleagues, especially when I first just met them? And how do I repair a relationship when I've broken trust? Is that even possible? Today, I'm going to be talking all about everything you need to know about building trustworthy relationships in the workplace. Stay tuned. You are listening to The Career Path Angel Show, where we talk all about career, business, positive mindset, self-development, and many other fun and exciting topics with one goal in mind, to help new working professionals to fast-track their careers in the corporate world. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive right in. Here is your host, Angel Mary. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Career Path Angel Show. I'm your host, Angel Mary. Today, I want to talk about a very important topic that is relevant in our professional lives and in our personal lives. I'm talking about building trust and what happens when trust breaks. When we're discussing anything with people around us, everything that we say or do is being watched. And that's why when we are meeting individuals we have to be aware of the way we behave and we have to be cognizant of what other people are expecting out of us and that relies heavily on emotional intelligence but why am I talking about this why am I talking about trust it's because in any facet of our lives if we don't have trust in the individuals who are around us, or if the individuals around us don't have trust in us, everything shatters. Anything that you have had planned becomes problematic because you don't have trust or reliability in the other person. So how do I build trust? That's the topic that I'm going to be touching on today. Before I jump into that, I would greatly appreciate if you could hit that subscribe button. If you don't already have this podcast among your list of podcasts, please do so. We're going to be ending the season with this episode today, and the new season starts in the new year. So definitely don't miss that. Stephen Covey once said, if you want to be trusted, you have to give trust. You've got to give it to get it. What is he saying here? And why is this important? I'm going to tell you a little story, first of all, before I get a little deeper on this, to talk about how I engage with new people. And the first step in engaging with a new person is being able to overcome the confidence inhibitors that come into play in your mind. And that particular thing is... The little voice inside your head that tells you that you may not be good enough, smart enough, you know, um, trustworthy enough, reliable enough, valued enough to be able to even talk to somebody. And before you can build trust with someone else is you have to trust yourself. You have to believe in yourself. So I'm going to go from the point of view that you already have this when you're listening to this. If you don't have this, that's a whole other episode. But let's take it to the step that you have already gotten to the point where you're able to work up the courage to speak to somebody. How do you do that? How do you approach someone? I came across this really, really great uh, post on social media discussing what happens with trust when you're around somebody. And what it was saying was that people tend to trust you when they think that they're interacting with the real you that means authenticity when you're approaching somebody and you want to talk to them you want to approach from an authentic place you don't want to approach from a fake fraud um you know in any way shape or form that comes across as disingenuous you want to come across as authentic how do you do that A part of that means sharing vulnerable details about yourself. And I'm not saying really, really vulnerable. I'm saying vulnerable enough that you may be a private person and you may not want to share something that may seem big deal to you, might be innocuous to someone else. But sharing that minor detail could get you more trust. I was using this example with one of the people I mentor In my group for public speaking. And the most important thing to remember is that when we're discussing anything with somebody else, all of the insecurities that we have in our mind about ourselves is actually just in our heads it is not projected into the minds of other people. And we should not take that extra step and project that and imagine that the other person is thinking this way about us. So overcome that fear, step forward, make your introduction, be genuine, be authentic. How do you be authentic and genuine without revealing too much about yourself? You're trying to build trust here. How do you do that? Any ideas? Well, here's what I'm going to say to you that I think that worked for me. I always go with, where are you from? Are you from here locally? Did you move here? And when you start by asking the question, where are you from, a whole world of questions follows from that first question. And people don't need to be too cagey about where they're from. They can just straight up tell you what town they live in or where they moved from or whatever it is that is personal. And then oftentimes, if you're just quiet, and you open that door, people will start telling you more details that they normally would not have shared with you because you're listening. And your body language has to be in tune with the person talking, you have to be making eye contact, you have to be nodding your head maybe slightly to indicate that you're listening. You should be completely faced in the direction of the person you're talking to. And you have to smile. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't tell you how many people I've come across that maybe they got lazy with wearing a mask for a few years during the pandemic, that they don't smile that much. But a smile is extremely disarming. It, It actually takes away a lot of the tension around other individuals who are feeling stress and anxiety about social interactions. So your body language, your demeanor, the way you interact, the tone of your voice, the tone of your voice, that itself can indicate whether you have an interest in what the person is saying or if you're just kind of just there. And we've all been there where we were talking to somebody and we're having a conversation. They ask us a question, we're talking, and then... You see their eyes wandering, looking around the room as if they're not even interested in you. Or maybe they're looking at their phone, which is even more disrespectful, in my opinion. So what do you do? I think in any conversation that you're having with someone and you see that the person's no longer interested, it's always better to end the conversation because there's no point in trying to pull teeth from someone who's not connecting with you. And vice versa. If you're talking with somebody, you're not feeling a connection Don't fake it. Don't just thank them and move forward. But let's just say you are hitting it off with the person and you're starting to feel like, wait a second, I really like, I like this colleague of mine. You know, a new coworker came in working with you. You guys are collaborating. Things are going good. How do you keep it professional and not too personal in a professional setting? How do you do that? Well, I would say that there are certain topics that you definitely want to steer clear of. You want to steer clear of politics, literally anything you see in the mainstream news media, you turn on the television, MSNBC, CNBC, Fox News, whatever you're watching, whatever they're talking about over there, it's best don't even bring it up in your day-to-day business life because... A lot of what's going on in the mainstream media, everyone has different opinions on it, and it's really set up in a way to try and infuriate people. So why bring that into any conversation? So keep politics out of conversations. Keep sex out of conversations. Sex is a very, very sensitive topic. Everyone is not as comfortable discussing that. And that is actually an inappropriate topic to discuss if you're a professional. Joking about it. Um, you know making innuendos you're crossing into the line of sexual harassment right or someone else may be doing this to you and you might start feeling super uncomfortable while you're talking to them this is another way to make somebody feel super un- uncomfortable and I think that let me see politics sex and religion being the last one religion is a highly personal thing you will never know looking at somebody what their faith is and what their family's faith is unless they tell you directly. And even then, I feel that in a professional setting, you can, maybe it's part of your identity, you can have that, but talking about it too much can give people who are not in that faith or religion, or maybe have no religion, this feeling of uncomfortability. So having this idea in your head about how you're presenting and the topics that you're talking about, they have to be PG. They always have to be PG topics. They can't be topics that make anyone feel like, oh gosh, here they come. You don't want that. So what are some great topics to talk about Okay, I told you about the question about asking where people are from. I ask, and then that since that opens the door to a lot of different questions, that's that's a good one. It can actually lead into questions about your heritage, your background, you know, um, where you grew up, what schools you went to. That's that leads right down that way, right? You can go into any direction with that first question. Another wonderful, very PG topic that I feel builds trust is talking about. Your favorite food, favorite restaurants in the area, favorite places to go dine in or dine out. These are really safe PG topics that no one has any problems with. I'm talking about topics that make people feel warm to you. Okay, hey, I have a great recommendation for this restaurant. I know the person over there. I'm going to get you a table over there. You know, small things like that, you're offering something to somebody else. You're offering them something that they were not going to get before. So giving before getting, giving before receiving, that's actually how you build true trust. And I'm going to share this story with you guys right now about how I was able to build trust with a really, really, really great coworker of mine from years back. Her name is Kathy. I adore her. She was such such a... Amazing personality, and the first thing that happened when I joined the team, she was actually the one who wanted to train me. And I remember we sat next to each other, and she was a hundred percent on top of our work. She was the type of person who triple checked her work. Her attention to detail was one thousand percent top notch. And at the time when I came into the role, this was actually uh about 7 years ago when i went in entry level into healthcare at that time and or maybe it was 8 now and she was so funny she was from new york city she was a complete bold hilarious you know she would randomly start dancing and singing she had that kind of personality but she was so serious about her work and The one thing that bothered her more than anything was when anyone else didn't care about the work either. She took her job very seriously. Now, knowing what I know about her and her personality type, and knowing that I was a new employee at that time and I needed training, I absorbed everything that she gave me and I thanked her a lot for showing me things. And every time I thanked her, she's like, Oh, don't worry, honey. It's no problem. Uh, if you know you how to do your job, then it makes my job easier. So do you see how that thought process is? You've I'm sure you've heard and saw people in different job settings where they hoard their work. They're holding on to their work for dear life as if 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 someone else learns how to do it, then they're going to get fired or something. So that sort of anti-collaborative Uh, behavior is what breeds mistrust in organizations. I know it comes from a place of fear, fear of loss, fear of the unknown. What if I lose my job? What if I get fired? What if I get a pink slip? Something like that, right? But that's not really the right way to behave because then you're alienating everyone around you. So she was exactly the opposite of this. She was wonderful. I mean, she made sure that I understood the material. And I can't tell you how thankful I was to her for the time and energy she took to train me. I know that that is a very standard thing when you start a job, to get training. But I've also started many jobs where I didn't get training. And I know how hard I had to struggle because I didn't get proper training. So how did we build trust with each other? She counted on me. She... Counted on me and I counted on her and we backed each other up. Anytime there was something that was overloading her, even though it wasn't my work, I was like, I would just say to her, just give it to me. Let me help you. So she wouldn't have to stay later and she would help me too in the same way. And how did it start? It started with gratitude. So there is not a long distance between trust and gratitude. Okay, trust and gratitude live in the same house. If you imagine a beautiful home, a mansion filled with trust, gratitude is also living in that house. They're married, they're together. Because without gratitude, without having thankfulness and really a true appreciation for what people are doing for you, what little things they may be or big things too, without that gratitude, trust breaks immediately. Broken trust leads down the path of broken promises, broken collaborations, everything. Everything breaks down, right? So I'm going to lead you back to the story of Kathy and I in that Kathy was not, she was not the type of person that interacted with people like me because we came from two completely different worlds, I grew up in the suburbs. She grew up in the in New York City, in Manhattan, like all the way uptown. She grew up in in a you know in an area with a lot of people around her. I grew up in an area where there was near no, almost no people around me. It was I was just my my house. If I went outside my house, there's nobody around. I mean, it was that's the contrast between the two of us. But how did oh, a a smart woman who is of Dominican origin? And myself, an Indian-American woman from the suburbs of New York, how did we connect? How did we become inseparable? How did we, two very different kinds of people, two very different kinds of personalities, her personality is very, very tough. She was not going to take any BS from anybody. And then me, who truthfully took me a long time to get to that point where I'm not taking BS from people, but... I am much, much more trusting because I'm definitely a suburban, you know, lived in the country background. How do we get to the point where we trust each other? It took time. Trust takes so much time to build. Now, when you're building trust with somebody and you start going through something with them where you feel like something is off, if trust and gratitude had a child, it would be communication. (laughs) And that is the key here that you would have to do. You'd have to be the one to go forward and communicate. When Kathy and I had our disagreements, which honestly didn't happen that often, to be honest, but the few times we didn't agree on things, we would hash it out and we would talk it out. You know, if she got upset with something that I may have done in terms of the work, she would tell me straight up. And I appreciate that. I know that it's very difficult for people to handle hearing feedback, but when you take when you take the feedback from somebody and you apply it to your life as something to improve yourself and not something as a personal attack on you, you're going to actually grow and you're going to become a better version of yourself. So when Kathy told me, hey, Angel, you're not doing X, Y, Z correctly, I didn't take that personally. And you know what? Because I took her feedback and because I appreciated her feedback and I gave her gratitude for, hey, thanks so much for catching that and showing me how to do it the right way. She felt a level of trust to me because she knows she can she knows I'm not taking what she says the wrong way. Right. So this ex- this example of my relationship with Kathy, who I adore. I love her. She and I were two different types of people, but we were able to make it work so well because we were able to communicate clearly. We were able to express love and gratitude towards each other. I mean, honestly, love comes with the gratitude. Right. I, got, I just told her all the time. You know, I'm so thankful to have you by my side as a colleague because you know that if you're working with somebody and they're miserable, per- like a terrible person, it makes your entire existence in that job miserable too. So well, when I'm talking about all of this, I want you to think about who's in your life. I want you to think about who are the people in your life that you want to build a better relationship, you want to build trust up with, you want to maybe... Rectify issues with that you haven't fixed. Maybe there's some people you want to talk to. There's maybe some individuals that you need to fix issues with. Delaying that is only going to eat at you, right? Because you're going to be thinking about it and you're going to be, and having no resolve with that, it's not a good idea. It's always better to address the issue with open communication. So when trust is broken, sometimes, sometimes, it's impossible to build it back. And the reason being, and you know, some of you guys may be thinking about this from the standpoint of, "But Angel, I okay, I I I'm I'm cool with somebody, but they're not trusting me anymore. What do I do?" Unfortunately, it's it's very difficult. Once you've broken trust with somebody, they are not going to jump up and down to become close to you immediately because they're still in trauma from the pain that was caused. What are you going to do then? There's two ways this goes. Either the relationship dies out because you're not willing to put in the work or slash they don't want to work it out or you're going to work it out. But that will require a lot of time on your part. And I don't think that when we're building relationships, we're always thinking about what happens when trust breaks. In my case, I feel like it happened. It happens sometimes. Sometimes it's misunderstandings. Sometimes it's, I mean, oftentimes it's misunderstandings, I want to say. Oftentimes, trust breaks because of misunderstandings, and people don't want to own up to what's happened. They want to sweep it under the rug, or they don't want to take responsibility for whatever has happened. And so if you're on the side of, Somebody who has hurt somebody else, whether it was intentionally, unintentionally, whatever, you know you hurt somebody. And you know that something's not right and you wanna fix it. The best approach is to uh, go ask them what's going on and tell them that you're sorry for whatever happened. But I wanna advise that it's really important when you're saying your apologies. That you keep it very short. A simple, I'm really sorry, I take full responsibility and nothing more. Because the moment you start saying, but I thought blah, 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 and then you add all these extra details, nobody's listening anymore. In fact, they, it actually takes away from the strength of the apology. But you could apologize and it might still not fix the issue. You could apologize and then the person still might be cold. And that's the part that's hard, right? Because you feel like you went out of your way and you expanded yourself out into a place that's, you know, not what you were planning to do because, you know, there's a part of there's some humility in apologizing to somebody. So what do you do when they're not responsive? I want to be honest with you. Sometimes the other person is not ready. It takes time. The other person may be going through something else in their life and you I want to remind the listeners that it's not going to be always the case that it's about you. Sometimes it's going to be about what's going on in their lives, too. So remembering all of that is important. But let's go back to building trust. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Let's talk about why trust breaks and how you prevent that from happening. So one of the most important reasons why trust breaks is because of poor communication, ultimately. But... Also, because someone may have done something that they shouldn't have. I'll be honest with you. To build trust without destroying a relationship, it requires, it's like planting a small seed and watering it a little bit every day. What happens if you one day ignore the plant and don't water it anymore for weeks and weeks and months and months? It's going to die. The trust will die if you don't continue watering the plant. So in the same way, in any relationship, trust is being there and being reliable for someone else. It's about having credibility and having integrity. And it's about being who you say you actually are. If you walk around telling everyone that you're, you, you love, um you know volunteering and you always are happy to volunteer and if anyone has anything that they want you to volunteer for you'll do it and then someone comes up to you and is like oh guess you know what saturday i have this event i need someone to volunteer and then you say oh yeah sure i'll definitely come and then saturday comes and you don't feel like going and then you just bail what happens then what happens when you bail you've actually destroyed your own reputation in that process but also you've now made yourself unreliable your credibility is shot your um, ability to be uh, predictably reliable is gone no longer are you dependable and now you have lost that image that you have presented to your colleagues so how you can't undo that very easily because now the image is tarnished It takes years and years and years to build up trust. It takes years and years and years to build up a professional reputation. It just takes moments to break trust. It just takes moments to break your professional reputation. I want to leave you on this note regarding this topic here. I want you to think about all of the relationships that you have right now and all the ones that you want to have coming up you may have some strategic partnerships that you would like to build on and i want you to start thinking about who are you in this world everything is not about stuff for you right everything is about building up everyone else when you build up other people you are you have a stake in the community and when you have a stake in the community the community gives back All of this talk about trust, I want to just share with you the most important thing about trust, again, is that you must trust yourself. You can't build trust with others if you don't trust yourself. As a recap on everything I discussed today, building trust is an awareness of your behavior and an awareness of other people's behaviors. It's simply starting with conversations when you don't know somebody Building trust is paying attention to people, giving full body language, eye contact, not looking at devices. It's ensuring that you're not talking about any inflammatory topics like politics, sex, or religion. It's asking questions that opens the door to build more connections like what's your favorite food or how many people are in your family? Things that might build some kind of commonalities. Don't hoard work. Make sure that you're collaborating with people and make sure that you're not breeding mistrust by holding on to information in your workplace. Avoid being in fear. Have trust and gratitude and have communication skills so that you can build on that trust. Remember, trust is about watering a plant and growing it. When you're in a relationship with somebody, building on What you say that you're going to do is how you're going to show that you're a person of integrity. It just takes moments to break trust. And I wouldn't want you to lose all of that hard work you've done to build trust with someone by simply throwing it all away because of making a mistake. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't hit subscribe, please do so. And honestly... I would love to hear your feedback about the episode. I'm on Instagram. Uh, Career Path Angel is the handle. But you can also send me a message right on my website, careerpathangel.com. And I look forward to hearing and seeing everybody in the new year. Thank you for tuning into the Career Path Angel Show with Angel Mary something you want to hear angel talk about on the show contact angel through instagram or tiktok to let her know hit subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode and be sure to share it with your friends till next time stay confident stay positive and never give up